Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live. Live on your radio, hard-hitting news that networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for December the 9th of the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed. We use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. We're convinced that checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers. One of the great peaceful solutions we have at our fingertips. Americans insisting on the checks and balances. Imagine that. When Joe Biden says you're all going to take vaccines, we say, wait a minute. You're in the wrong branch of government to make law, friend. Welcome to the broadcast. When the courts literally make law for the bench, we need to reject them and impeach those judges. We need to use the checks and balances. When the feds say something, we say, great. We don't live in your 10-mile square uh, in Washington, D.C., where the feds have control. We live in the states where there's dual sovereignty. Checks and balances everywhere. One of the grand keys, ladies and gentlemen to protecting ourselves from bureaucrats and rogue agents that would try to take too much power under themselves. Joe Biden, sadly, being the chief among them in America today. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. A quick recap of yesterday's broadcast makes sense. Let's do it now. We talked about the Freedom Index, ladies and gentlemen. You say, what is that? The Freedom Index is a congressional scorecard from the John Birch Society, New American Magazine, and it's based on the Utah Constitution. Now, Devin Nunes, the California legislator that bailed from Congress, his voting record is a dismal 54%, ladies and gentlemen. The NewAmerican.com with the details, 54%. That's who Donald Trump wants to lead his media empire. I say shame on it. Shame on Donald. Shame on Devin. Shame on them all. You got this revolving door between government and big media, and Donald Trump fosters it like nobody's business. Yep, there you have it. So, you know, 54 scorecard constitutionally. Now he's supposed to be the guy to lead back the takeover of the media, to take on the big mainstream press. Good luck with that compromiser. You're not going to get a whole lot done there. I'm not here to attack Devin. He might be a nice guy with his family, but I am here to attack the 54% voting record he betrayed the Constitution literally 46% of the time. That's a little better than flipping a coin, but not much, huh? You want to put that in the hands of the media, Donald? Shame on you both. All right, a federal judge in Georgia doing a phenomenal job issued a nationwide stay on Biden's unconstitutional vaccine mandate. Yep, the guy's name is Stan Baker, U.S. District Judge. And... um he issued the ruling, joining two other federal court rulings, blocking Biden's mandate from taking effect. There's a lot of states were involved in this one, ladies and gentlemen. It's pretty cool, right? You got South Carolina. They joined the lawsuit against Biden's mandate, along with Georgia, Alabama, Indiana, Kansas, Utah, and West Virginia. That's according to Reuters News Service. Good for Stan Baker, federal judge. Good for him. Wow. Three rulings against 
Biden. Also, the Senate went against Biden. We'll get into that as the broadcast unfolds. Joe Biden literally participated in his first tree lighting ceremony as so-called president, and it didn't go very well, many say. It was awkward. Fox News said Biden couldn't make it to the stage after a couple of minutes. Rapper LL Cool J introduced Joe. Uh, and in my opinion, it didn't go well. Rapper Cool J did a pretty decent job, though. Uh, rapper Cool J was professional and everything else. And I'm not here to attack the president for being late. I don't know the reasons. we got to give the office a little bit of respect there. Uh, and um, I don't know why the Republicans always attack Democrats or vice versa over the stupidest things. So the president was a little late. Nobody knows the real reason. Okay, we, we just can't attack like that. It makes us look foolish, petty, okay? But nevertheless, my real question is, for bringing up the story in the first place, why are we letting LL Cool J, of all the people in the free world that can introduce the, well, president of the United States, if you accept Joe Biden as president, which I don't, but nevertheless, um, why would you have the rapper LL Cool J? I mean, this guy's made his living made his claim to fame, made his financial success out of demeaning women, out of promoting drugs and alcohol, out of, uh, you know, putting the street in front of children. Uh, I mean, his his pros using the N-word, ending with an A, ending with an R, whichever you choose it. Some say it's two different words. Some say whatever. Okay, you know, this guy using the N-word and then, you know, all of his womenizing demeaning towards women, go on and on and on. Lyrics are just beyond imagination. Very, very salacious and dirty and offensive and uh, everything else. The moral low ground beyond low. Running around with a swagger. I mean, it's not a great role model for children at all. And that's who Joe uses to introduce himself. I just think of all the people you could use. Why would you use that guy? Uh, you know, I, I hope LL Cool J can can find God, family, and country someday. You know, but I'm just telling you, you know, the the rap rapper like that, leading the fruit, look, this guy's got decades of literally pornographic lyrics, literally offensive name-calling lyrics, demeaning towards women, promoting drugs and alcohol, promoting violence in the streets, all kinds of, it's just like, wow, are you kidding me right now? Anyway, I, I, I just wonder, is that the low we've gone to in America today? To where rappers introduce the president of the uh, of the United States, leader of the free world, commander in chief of the greatest army in the world, introduced by rapper LL Cool J. Lock up your women, lock up your daughters. I'm LL Cool J. I'm here on the scene and I'm here to introduce the president. It, it's just crazy. Anyway, I digress. What a sad tale to tell. All right, we also had second hour on with us our guest Weston Martinez doing a phenomenal job from Texas. Weston is the executive pastor at his church in San Antonio, Texas. He's also running for land commissioner in Texas, WestonforTexas.com. We'll have him back on about him being a land commissioner uh, in Texas and how important that position really is uh, in a couple of weeks here. We'll also have him on in relation to training the sheriffs. He's a great supporter of the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. Uh, and we talked about government schools have declared war on American parents, armed agents in Texas. Yeah, believe it or not, the school district has armed agents. They arrest concerned parents in their own homes. Jeremy Story, 
literally got removed from the school board meeting by force by the cops. Absolutely out of control. The battle lines are clear, ladies and gentlemen. On one side, the Biden administration, public school bureaucrats, and their armed agents. On the other side are families and mothers and fathers who oppose school closures, mask mandates, critical race theory, and corruption. But it turns out that, you know what? You've got these government school bureaucrats armed to the teeth now, right? And these public school officials have demonstrated a flat-out, not only willingness, but eagerness to unconstitutionally and criminally use police power to silence and intimidate their, really, constituents or opponents, whatever word you want to use there. Weston was one of the guys who helped expose the Round Rock scandal. It's a Round Rock, Texas incident where the parents were arrested pursuant to a questionable warrant that the Williamson County Sheriff Mike Gleason decided to execute and arrest these parents, both at their homes. Anyway, Weston and Sid Miller and others held a uh, live stream criticizing this, saying, wait a minute now. And Mike Gleason in a lot of trouble. I asked the question, and Weston confirmed, you know, where are we with this sheriff? Is he just a new sheriff and doesn't really realize and got caught in the quagmire and kind of went along and he shouldn't have and he'll come to his senses and change his view on this? Or will he double down in defense of police powers and government schools attacking parents? Where will the sheriff go on this? We don't know yet. We'll give him the benefit of the doubt, but I'm telling you right now, it ain't looking too good uh, already. The government schools have stepped in it all up and down the line, from teachers' unions to government school associations to uh, your local level, your school board, all the way up to the FBI and the Justice Department, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, this is insanity. Anyway, there you have it. We'll keep an eye on that ball just for you. And that's a recap of the broadcast that took place yesterday. Still available at LibertyRoundTable.com and LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word, tell your neighbor, and donate today, would you please? The broadcasts, of course, are free, live, and on demand, just so you know. And the news the networks refuse to use today starts now. Anthony Fauci, quote, the definition of fully vaccinated will be changed. Yeah, so to all of you who just say take the vax and get it over with, uh, you don't know what you're talking about. They've already had Vax 1 didn't work, Vax 2 didn't work, now Booster's not working. So now they want to change the definition of fully vaxxed to say you're going to have to get vaccinated and boosters and whatever, you know, every six months, every three months, every year. We're not sure yet, but we know the definition of fully vaxxed will be changed, which means unless you're up on all your vaccinations all the time, you're not going to be fully vaxxed. And they're going to use that to claim you're not vaccinated. Wow. What a disgrace from Anthony Fauci. They also say Santa received his booster shots, and he's good to go for Christmas, says Dr. Anthony Fauci. He confirms that through USA Today. Oh, Fauci lies again. Hang tight. We'll talk about it. The one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. 
Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Decades after Jimmy Carter, Joe Biden picked up where he left off. With America surrendering to terrorists, Biden's foolish spending is causing inflation, which means more pain at the pump, higher prices on groceries, devaluing your retirement savings when you need it most. Once was a mistake, twice is a disaster. America needs strong leaders, not weak ones. Save America JFC is responsible for the content of this advertising. Dad, can you make him stop? Honey, he needs to practice. He's been at it an hour. Well, just trying to be patient. Dad, it sounds like a cat calling for help or something. Worse, a basement full of cats. Yeah. You know, hon, it is a little hard on the ears. Not you, too. Well, maybe we can all play a game. Andrew, do you want to play a board game? Uh, how about we watch a video? Hide and seek? Oh, I don't know. I give up. Maybe we could all just sneak out of the house. Honey, he's nine years old. We can't leave him home alone. And we can make him practice with a sock. Well, I guess we'll have to get some ice cream. Did I hear someone say ice cream? Family, isn't it about time? Oh, I see the practice hasn't hurt your ears. Well, I'm a serious musician. Funny that you never seem to get better on that thing. Works every time. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hey, uh, where did all these cats come from? Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. I got Brian Rust, RustCouldn'tGetThat.com, back with me on your radio. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Thank you very much, Sam. Glad to be with you. Ladies and gentlemen, over the past 50 years, Rust Coin and Gift has been working to educate customers about precious metals, helping people understand exactly what's important, what to get, what not to get, and why. Best of all, most important, to take possession of your metal. RustCoinandGift.com doing a phenomenal job on your radio. Let's talk about the Honest Money Report first. Brian Gold, where are we sitting, sir? Uh, the paper price today was seventeen seventy eight. Seventeen seventy eight, even, huh? Yep. All right, there you have that seventeen seventy eight. Uh, but understand, ladies and gentlemen, that's the spot price. That ain't the price you're getting coined for. We'll tell you that right now. What about silver? Uh, silver uh, pushed down a little bit more to twenty one ninety five. And uh, people are kind of wondering on that, Brian. They're going, oh, man, I'm losing my shirt on this stuff, man. Twenty one ninety five. What the heck is going on, Brian? <laughs> that's right. Well, that's a, a interesting. But, it, but we, you know, you focus on the paper. That's what you're going to see. You're going to see the peaks and valleys of, of manipulation. And uh, that's exactly what's happened. We're back to about an 81 to 1 ratio right now on that. So, yeah, it's. So even though on one hand it seems like it's dismal, the truth is it's actually getting a little bit more in line where it ought to be. I mean, I know it should be more like 20 to 1, 15 to 1 kind of range, but uh, it got over 100 to 1 for, for a bit there, so it was way out of line. It's really just kind of a, having its natural ebb and flow, as it always does, against a paper currency. And interestingly enough, it can go down in America and up in Mexico. How does that work? The answer, it isn't about the gold and silver changing value as much as the 
currencies fluctuating against that standard. Is that a good way to explain it? Yeah, that's exactly right. All right. Yeah, now, twenty one ninety five is uh, an ounce of silver. If you, um, what's the word I'm trying to look for? If you want to stick with the the contract based on paper. Uh, right. But in the real world, what is it going to cost me? How, how much is it going to set me back to get a 2022 United States minted silver eagle silver dollar, sir? How much they're, are one of those running the, dollars, by the way? How much is a dollar? Yeah, sir? They're, they're running about 36 and a half, I think, right now. So they're not down at all. In fact, the spread's just yeah. getting worse is all that's really happening, proving the true reality value versus the manipulated value, right? Right. Well, and that's, that's the thing. I mean, it, it, as your man, as, as the government basically prints these coins, uh, they 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 get their percentages. I mean, they're buying that they, they buy their or, uh, hit the percentages of this is what we're going to make on them. You buy them, we don't care. We don't buy anything back, so they're not buying anything back. They're just printing them out there, and 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 uh, setting the price at that point. Yeah, and then at that point it, it moves from there. They're, they don't buy anything, else. so they don't really care. They're just creating. They want to make money on that product, right? Where yeah, they're literally is, making fourteen bucks on every one of them, aren't they? <laughs> there you go. So. Well, they're really making about 10 or 11 probably because there's a little bit of spread for the coin dealer and the shipping. And, I mean, there's a little bit of cost along the way that trickle in. But for the most part, they're that's making right. about 10, 12 bucks a piece, right? Yeah, and and that's the thing. I mean, and the demand. See, the, the key is is we don't really see the demands there. I mean, I'm just a small shop here in Provo, Utah, I guess everybody would say. But, I, you know, the demand's there. I mean, I'm turning a tremendous amount of metal uh you know, each each month I'm going through a lot. So it's you know each week I'd say even. I mean, so the demand's there, and it, yet it, we don't reflect it because we see all the other the news, you know, and all this and and taxation. And if you have silver, we could confiscate. I mean, all the uh, all the things you've heard in the past. And uh, okay, I mean, <laughs> it could keep printing or saying what they want. But you also look at the other side of the the, the coin and and all all the the manipulation in the market, the the you know criminal act manipulation is going on. The J.P. Morgan's, the Chase banks, the you know and, you know traders being charged for criminal you know mis- mischief and and uh, what was the Bank of Trio paid fifty million, Chase Bank paid nine hundred twenty million. Uh, these are all manipulations in this paper market, which you'll see as manipulations can can happen. But but we're not they're not throwing any of these people really out into the media to to see. We're just seeing the metal drop and people panic. Oh well, what's going on? So, well, ladies and gentlemen, I would recommend not panicking. I'd recommend uh, just steadily gaining wealth in your portfolio a little bit at a time. And I would recommend just like they tell you in the stock market. Here's what they like to say: if the stock market goes down, they say, you know what? Don't panic. Just be in for the long haul, and overall, you'll do okay. Well, that's a truism. I don't know if it's true in the stock market necessarily, but it is true in gold and silver now, because reality over time makes sense. I mean, I remember being a kid about, mm, let me think, 1970. I was like 11 or 12 years old uh, at the time. And I remember, you know, silver, we got a bunch of it for like $4 a piece. And then yeah. it went up to forty-four twenty-five, And then, of course, it went back down and it's been kind of, you know, fluctuating over time. But, ladies and gentlemen, the ebbs and flows, gold and silver is not meant to be get rich. That's not what it's for. It's meant for a stability force in your portfolio. It's meant for a reality check on the manipulations and shenanigans of virtually just about everything else in society that you can invest in. 
It acts as the hedge. It acts as the great stability and strengthener. And over time, though, it grows wealth. Had you literally got in and bought Silver Eagle Silver Dollars when they were a dollar, now every one of them would be worth 36 plus dollars now if that's not incredible wealth over time i don't know what is and i say that even beats the stock market uh when it comes to stability and everything else because if you take possession of your metal you have real wealth not just wealth on paper brian yeah that's exactly right i mean and and realistically the 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 truth of everything i mean you can kind of see what's happening i mean usually usually news based on our economy on on our currency on on uh, things like that, uh, what's happening, the squeezes on on travel, freight, gas, all that. I mean, we we can see the realities of it's costing us more for about everything out there. Well, that's interesting. If if it's costing us more, then it's putting a lot more pressure on on uh, our our bottom line, I guess. Well, that's that's just a, a parameter, basically, right there of where our economy really is. I mean, they may, might say, oh. And one of the articles I read, you know, jobless claims wasn't as as bad as they really felt. More people entered the market. Well, really? Is, really, is that the truth? I mean, how many people, you know, either quit work or lost jobs or whatever over this, you know, the COVID, the shutdown of our economy? And then they use that to say, well, that's why really the metals went down, because there was some good news on the job market. Well, I don't know if there is good news in the job market with all the things happening in our world. So, you know, and especially in, in the U.S. So I, there's so many negatives, and yet your metals, which is the honest money, tend to drop because they can tend to drop it on paper, right? I mean, it's – yeah, so I think that's a bigger parameter than, than maybe looking at saying, well, well, why is it down? Well, because they're, you know, manipulating that market, so. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. All right, now, I told you a story about these two uh, business partners that were battling in Florida over money. One business partner's dead, but the family's alive and well. And here's the headline, and I want to try to have Ryan make sense of this for me because I'm not very smart. Tremendous victory, they say, for man who says he invented Bitcoin. Business partner family says that Craig Wright owed them half of a $50 billion fortune. Well, David Clayman is the guy's name. So you got David Clayman and you got Craig Wright going on here. Now, Craig Wright, they say, is the guy that invested, you know, uh, you know, in, invented Bitcoin. But David Clayman and family are basically saying, "Hey, man, this guy owes us a lot of money. You know, we're talking about billions and billions of dollars." Well, it turns out that the jury basically said, "Yeah, we'll give you some cash." But not much. So I don't know really who the one that is considered the lucky man here. Okay. They basically say, you know, you owe us a bunch of money. Well, the jury awarded them what? Let's see how much. Uh, a, a billion dollars? Half a billion? They say he prevailed in the courts. So I don't know if Craig prevailed or the other guy prevailed. They didn't get near their $50 billion dollars. Okay, but Craig Wright prevailed, they say, in the civil trial verdict on Monday against the family of a deceased business partner that claimed he was owed a half of the cryptocracy fortune worth tens of billions of dollars. But the Florida jury found that Wright did not owe uh, half of – it's hard for me to say because they have all these numbers they're throwing out. 
They say that he did not owe half of $1.1 million in Bitcoin to the family. But the jury did award $100 million intellectual property rights. So they got a chunk of money, but not even close to what the currency's worth. So the idea is, yeah, there was kind of a venture here, but the venture's not the whole deal. And so I don't know who won, the guy that got over a million dollars, the family of the dead guy, or the other people that, you know, it's hard for me to say. The reality is you've got judges just making stuff up on the fly, is the way I see this, because like, mm, who's even the creator of Bitcoin? Who are the investors? Who controls what? And judges just kind of make it up as they see it, really. It's crazy. We'll talk about it in seconds. And we'll talk about if it's even real wealth with Brian Rust of RustQuentinGift.com in seconds. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. The Senate passed a resolution to defund and repeal President Biden's private sector vaccine mandate Wednesday. Republican Senator from Wisconsin, Ron Johnson, on the Senate floor. First of all, can we all acknowledge that there is so much that we do not know about the coronavirus, about COVID the disease, or about the COVID vaccines? Our response has been in reaction to very imperfect information. The final vote was 52 to 48. Democrat Senators Joe Manchin and John Tester of Montana joined Republicans to vote in favor of the repeal. It now heads to Congress where a vote is very unlikely given the track record of Democrat Speaker Nancy Pelosi. David Smith of Somerset, California, and his son Travis Smith of Folsom were arrested this week on suspicion of starting the Caldar Fire, which threatened the Lake Tahoe areas that burned for over two months earlier this year. They deny any wrongdoing. USA Radio News. From city streets to back roads, from road warrior to carpooler, there are some things you can always count on, like the reliability, durability, and power of Die Hard, America's most trusted auto battery. No matter where your journey takes you, count on Die Hard to get you started on the road ahead. Available at your local Advance Auto Parts and participating CarQuest stores. You may be into punk rock, soft rock, or classic rock, R&B, hip-hop, or house, country, techno, or techno-country. But no matter what kind of music you listen to, here's something else you should hear. Please consider getting vaccinated. Talk to your pharmacist today about Comirnaty, COVID-19 vaccine mRNA. This message brought to you by BioNTech and Pfizer. Let's get more details on President Biden and Putin video call Wednesday. Russia has legitimate fears over the risk of American military hardware being stationed close to its borders. The country's president, Vladimir Putin, has said, insisting he still hopes talks with Washington can ease tensions. Putin said negotiations held the day before with President Joe Biden could still help to de-escalate tensions that have flared between Moscow and Washington in recent weeks. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan was with Biden on the call to Putin. He told 
President Putin directly that if Russia further invades Ukraine, the United States and our European allies would respond with strong economic measures. Putin is concerned about the potential membership of Ukraine in NATO because that would result in military bases and troops being placed in the territory of Ukraine. Officials in Kiev and Washington have issued a series of warnings in recent weeks claiming that Russia could launch an all-out offensive against its neighbor. From the USA Radio News, West Texas Bureau, I'm Brad Bernards. USA Radio News. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Brian Rust and Sam Bushman on your radio. Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. So I apologize if I've got some of the numbers on this confusing. They said in the beginning it was 1.1 million in Bitcoin. That's how it started out, but it's over 50 billion now. Uh, this one guy, David, who's the business partner of Craig Wright, uh, he's dead. But the family says, hey, man, he's owed a half of this fortune. But the courts did not agree. The court said Craig Wright... He's a computer scientist who claims to be the inventor of Bitcoin. He prevailed in a civil trial. The verdict was Monday against the family of the deceased business partner. They claimed that the family was owed half of the cryptocurrency fortune, worth tens of billions of dollars. But you know what? The Florida jury found that Wright did not owe half of the $1.1 million in Bitcoin. So understand, dollar-wise, it's worth a lot more, right? Anyway, to the family of David Clayman, the jury did award $100 million in intellectual property rights uh, to a joint venture between the two men. And that's a fraction of what they were hoping to get at trial. So I don't know who won. On one hand, you get a fraction. On the other hand, you get $100 million, uh, but the other guy prevailed. So I don't know who really won. It's a lot of convoluted numbers. Uh, Brian, what do you say to that? <laughs> it seems uh, it's I'm twisted. I'm not really sure who. Uh, who well, yeah, understand that judges don't want to judges don't want to get beat up, Brian, at all. Right. And so what they do is they they let everybody win. So you right. got beat up and lost, but you got a hundred million. Okay, that's right. <laughs> Which is quite a bit, if you, I guess. But uh, maybe if it's uh, uh, tradable, it's not really tradable Bitcoin. I guess it's more of the. Uh, just the properties of, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, it's, it's tradable Bitcoin and it's cash and everything else. But what I'm saying is yeah. by the time you look at this thing, you go, so the dead guy doesn't get anything because he's dead. Got it? Right, right. The right. family gets $100 because they lost. And they're saying this Craig guy, you know, won big time. He should be just jumping for joy. Um, but yet I look at it and go, how much is this digital, quote, blockchain hashtagged I don't know what you want to call it, representation. How much is it really worth, Brian? Yeah. Well, obviously, if it's, I guess if it's, yeah, if there's a lot more dollars out there, or, uh, money, I, yeah, that's it. It's an interesting case. Obviously, they're they're saying, one side's saying, well, we didn't get what we thought, but we did get a, a lot, it seems like, and the other, I guess, is happy the fact you didn't have to pay. I, it's kind of a twisted mess, if you ask me. I, I thought the... I thought the invention was happened over in China. I thought that was the inventor over there, but that's what I heard. I think at one point. So I don't know. yeah, it's somebody <laughs> moto they say to it, but it's really this guy they they claim this Mr. Wright guy. I guess he's yeah. Craig Wright. He's the right guy to do it. They say, but, but you know, <laughs> I don't right. really know. All I know is I think Bitcoin is literally worthless, and I, and I know we put a lot of quote mojo in it, but again, it's the confidence game. 
uh, that we have in it. Because, look, all of a sudden, you jettison electricity tomorrow with a big EMP. And how much is your Bitcoin worth, Brian? Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. Well, I'm a Bitcoin billionaire. <laughs> the problem is I can't buy anything because I can't get to my digital wallet there, you know. That's right. I mean, it's just, yeah. okay, so we need to be very careful when we kind of assess this. It sounds like everybody's getting rich, and it sounds awesome. And But you know what? There's a lot of, um, right now, the government's really, really uh, involved in the, quote, digital currency discussions. I don't know if you know, but a bunch of digital currency, um, I don't know what you call it, gurus, investors, inventors. I don't know what word to call all these people, but they've all been forced to testify before Congress recently. Did you see this? I don't know if I saw that or not. Yeah, man, big... cryptocurrency folks are testifying. Mm. Um, because I guess the government says it has to learn more about uh, the Bitcoin and the digital currencies. And guess who's kind of at the helm of this? Uh, Elon Musk. No, I. <laughs> Nancy. Oh, is Nancy? Is that right? Nancy Pelosi wants to get to the bottom of this, buddy. Oh, there you go. Absolutely. Yeah, she should. She should. Uh, they should put together a nice big book that we can, so we don't have to read it. We just can listen to what she wants us to. I don't know. That's that's crazy. She wants to know kind of to get. Well, I know other. I know some of these other countries are, are looking to to implement uh, that as their currency. Um, it wasn't Argentina that was kind of going after the Bit, Bitcoin setup, and you know maybe Venezuela. I don't know some of these countries that are. I guess maybe we're headed for that same thing, the way. We're, yeah, so check, that's, check that's this interesting statement out, Brian. You ready? Yeah. All right. This is very interesting, but here's the headline. Nancy Pelosi, after she had all these people testify and everything else on, on cryptocurrency up there in Congress and everything, up there in Washington, D.C., here's what she says. Nancy Pelosi calls for a ban of cryptocurrency trading after realizing transactions are public making trader inciting difficult? Yeah, so you got public making uh-huh. insider trading difficult. She doesn't like that, Brian. Right. It's not as transparent as she would like it to be, I guess. And I kind of go, what are we talking about? <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> you think that the trading between what we do now is all transparent and like you know, there's right. no insider trading going on with the stock market and everything else? <laughs> We can see, we, well, it's more transparent because I guess if they find them, they can show, we find uh, Scotiabank, 127 million. I guess we can actually see that. So maybe that's the, the difference. I just find it fans fascinating. Nancy Pelosi calls for ban of cryptocurrency trading after she decides that it's not transparent enough. And I'm just going, is the Federal Reserve transparent? <laughs> that's right. You know, let's talk about this now. The, all the only source of money in America that's quote approved, even though it is not constitutional, is this deal where you got the Federal Reserve. How how transparent are they? Yeah. You know, she calls for ban of privacy coins. Nancy Pelosi vows to make NFTs illegal. Yeah. Okay, and I go what? They say. Congress flirts with digital dollars, the next headline. Forbes. They call it crypto's hiring boom. What? Nancy Pelosi. uh, Her recent stock purchases, I guess she's investing in digital currency all the while, too, Brian. 
Oh, she's she's a she has some, I guess, huh? She's she's in the game. Yeah, yeah. That's, they're, that's, they're, the the problem is there. You gotta be in on, in on it in case it gets big, Brian. But you gotta then try <laughs> to stop everybody else from doing it there. Well, you know, I find it interesting that she wants to see the transparency of this, and yet they come out with these. Uh, well, it's like these. Uh, Make creating money, you know, we're going to pay X amount of trillions of dollars out. Here's the here's the binder that says here's the bill, you know, of why we need this X amount of money, and it, it doesn't seem to be very transparent in there. I mean, we come to find out that we're we need money for a bridge that goes nowhere, or we need money for this, that, and the other. It doesn't seem there's much transparency in these bills that they they tend to make, so that we can, you know, create the more money because because we definitely need it. And it we don't really know what's all in the bill, and that's one of the big problems that's, that I think as us as American people are fed up with our government for. But yet right here, I guess she wants it both ways is what you're saying. Yeah, so here's the next headline regarding the same topic. Congress gets a crash course in crypto, Brian. Congress gets a crash course in crypto. Say that fast for me, will you? <laughs> yeah. Congress a... <laughs> gets a crash course in crypto. <laughs> Now, the chief of six crypto-based companies will testify before the House Financial Services Committee, ladies and gentlemen. They just did, by the way, uh, about the promises and the perils of crypto assets, Brian. Hmm. That's interesting. You feeling better now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm really I'm starting like to understand it. <laughs> I'm glad Nan- I'm glad Nancy's on the beat, buddy, because otherwise I'd be out in the weeds, you know. That's, that's right. But a crash course on crypto. The yeah. chiefs of six cryptocurrency companies will testify before the House. I guess they already testified, though. Okay. Uh, before the House now on this. So are we trying About to get a this per- deal? Are, are we trying to get it into into a position so that when the the cunt when the the countries meet we have a position that we can talk like we know what we're doing is that is that kind of what the deal is so when all these countries get together we think around the round table they can kind of feel like hey the u.s knows what they're doing here yeah that's right the other thing that i find interesting about this though is i think what we're going to do is we're going to let all these other countries get in there and they're going to say no 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 you got to use ah. our crypto ah and we're going to lose right? the petrodollar's I gone mean, i guess we're the king of crypto brian Okay, yeah. You, you got to right. use the petrodollar. You've heard of that, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. All right, that's the mandated dollar around the world by force and war if you don't comply. Right. We're going to have make our, you know, it's going to be called the, what are we going to call the crypto for the United States? The blockchain busters or something. I don't know. I ain't got to just call it oil. <laughs> just call it oil, <laughs> man. Come on. All right, hang tight. Brian Russ with us. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. conceived in liberty carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens can a country founded on god-given rights continue to thrive without understanding that life is a precious gift from our creator 
I believe that great nations and great civilizations spring from a people who have a moral compass. I don't think a civilization can long endure that does not have respect for all human life, born and not yet born. I will be in earnest. I will not equivocate and I will not excuse. I will not retreat an inch and I will be heard. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. All right, ladies and gentlemen, enough of the digital currency. All I'm telling you is your government wants to be in the driver's seat for this thing, man. And they, they did so, and they... Uh, literally called the constitutional currency back in the day, and it created the greatest economic engine the world's ever known. And then they jettisoned that, and we've done nothing but failed, economically speaking, ever since. Your dollar used to be a silver eagle, silver dollar. What was it? A dollar. That's why it says it's a dollar on the front of it. Now it costs 36 bucks to get one. If that doesn't articulate how debased our currency has become since they injected the dishonest, far from transparent Federal Reserve into the mix... And now Nancy Pelosi's not happy. Uh, she wants to go ahead and get to the bottom of it. She's calling for a ban of cryptocurrency trading. And uh, Congress is getting a crash course on digital currencies. Uh, they want to have these experts from six cryptocurrencies, these chiefs of these companies, testified. Uh, they want to know about the promises and the perils of crypto assets. And, you know, I don't know that these experts uh, for these companies can uh, shed any light on it either. Let me shed the most light you can get. When you deal with honest constitutional currency and you take possession of the metal, it has real value, real asset, intrinsic stability. When you jettison that for anything else, ladies and gentlemen, you leave the stability of the biblical honest money. And you go into a situation where, you know what, it's just a crapshoot on what you're going to end up with. Whether it be a, a digital currency uh, or any other fiat, you're in trouble. I mean, really, that's the bottom line. You got to know. You don't got to be a rocket scientist. You don't have to be a mathematician. You don't have to have a you know master's degree or a doctorate or any of this kind of stuff. You got to understand the founders understood as does the Bible, through thousands of years of human history, that gold and silver is the most stable medium of exchange that you can possibly use. It trades value for value in a real asset-based reality. Anything else pales in comparison. And ladies and gentlemen, these crypto currencies are nothing but a fiat currency like every other one of them and they sound great but the only thing that holds them up is the confidence we hold in them take away electricity and all these billionaires that are bitcoin billionaires will be zero heirs okay trust me 
It's all fake. It's all bogus. And that's what you got to know. You don't got to be a rocket scientist, Brian. You just got to be smart. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, that's that's what we kind of push is that uh, you have you got it in your hand, peace of mind, basically. You know, you're not having to wait in line. You have, you know, to get stuff. I mean, it's like food storage and everything else. It's the same with metal. I mean, you know, and, and real real currency. I mean, you, you have it. You can trade. You can you barter it. We've seen that in, in history. And and uh, when everything crashes, I mean, you know, you have monetary right there in your hand if you've got that. You can survive, I guess is the word. And just in a chaotic world that we live in, you definitely need to have something protecting your paper. Well, that's all that our currency is right now. It's just is, is worthless paper, really, if you look at kind of the uh, extents of it. I mean, a $20 gold piece but still buys me, you know, $2,000 worth of stuff. A $20 bill right now isn't even going to fill my gas tank. So it's, it's, it's just the added. We need to have some of that. Sad to say, but that's reality. So Brian Anthony Fauci uh, says the definition of fully vaccinated will be changed, buddy. You'll never win. You'll never keep up, my friend. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's interesting. But you want to know the best news of all for Christmas, brother? Yeah. Santa received his booster shot. <laughs> that's right. Darn right. He's Is good that- to go for Christmas, bro. Dr. Fauci <laughs> confirmed it in USA Today. You got it? <laughs> Uh, that's right. That's what we're all now, asking for Christmas. This just proves the lies of Fauci, though. I know this is supposed to be just a tongue-in-cheek. I get it. But, again, it just proves, though, Fauci just lying everywhere. This lie is no different than any other one of his lies, Ryan. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, and they, he's been caught in so many of these lies. I, I, I just – this is what's interesting to me is is there's – you know, they get caught in, in their deceit. And yet it, it just – what is it just pushed aside? We don't really show it or flash it. I mean are, are we we as a nation seeing the lies or do we just here and there with a piece here, a piece there, and then and, – and let's divert the uh, the news over to something else? Just to, I, I just don't get it. I mean how is he even still there? How are we even – why do we put him on TV uh, and, and hear this? I, I just don't get it. Well, I think what we ought to do is just jettison Christmas entirely. All we got to do oh. is say, you know what? Santa decided to social distance when he took that yeah, term north right. of Nome, ladies and gentlemen. He just said, hey, y'all aren't welcome up here. And we're not coming down there. We're afraid to go ahead and land on everybody's rooftop. That's too close. Might get the cocoa. I'll just stay home right. and drink my own cocoa. Thank you. And, and so Santa will just basically just jettison the whole exercise. Either that or Santa got the COVID and can't come. Well, that yeah, you know, and, and you got to protect the reindeer. I mean, uh, you know, it's uh, they could catch right. something, and and so I, I, yeah, I think you're talking something right there. You know, I mean, just you know, imagine of, if Santa got the reindeer sick, and then it somehow morphed into a killer virus and transmitted back from reindeer to Santa. Then Santa went to everybody's house and just spread the cocoa like I mean, he'd be the super spreader. Yeah, yeah, I see it. I can see the headline. So yeah, I think you might be right headline and say well, super spread and santa <laughs> <That's right. laughs> uh, gave everybody a silver eagle silver dollar for christmas well he, he, uh, well if they say if he wears a mask that maybe he'll be okay isn't it the mask that you know and maybe two or three masks something if he that. wears like right five masks it might be all right yeah, <laughs> yeah i guess that's good that's right the rain, reindeer have big kind of shields or something i don't i you know i, I don't know 
Now, as far as I understand, he's upgrading his sleigh to an Escalade because it would, you know, <laughs> get a little more social distancing from the kind of tight packed sleigh that he's had in the past. He's going <laughs> to. <laughs> had to do that. Uh, you I don't got know it. if it would be a hearse sleigh or if it would just be a limo sleigh. But, uh, you know, Sandin needs right. to upgrade and social distance. And I just find this whole thing crazy, though. Definition of fully vaccinated will be changed. And then Fauci is saying Santa received his booster shot. So at least Santa yeah. understands the definition. They also say um, the courts rejected Biden's mandate three times now. Right. And now even the Senate has rejected uh, Joe Biden's mandate. Headline says Senate votes to reject vaccine mandate. The House won't take it up. So that's kind of an interesting thing. The House won't take it up at all for discussion. But when you have three court cases against Biden and Congress against Biden, and now several state governors and and other leaders are standing up against Biden, the only good Christmas gift might be uh, that this is DOA, Brian. Well, what, what what would be a great Christmas gift where they decide to just <laughs> have Biden really not talk too much anymore? It might be better if they just give everybody a Karate Kid video and we could all say mask off. Yeah. There you go. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, all right. Anyway, well, I find those headlines interesting. The next headline of interest that I want you to respond to, Brian, has this, says this, lawmakers kill measure that would have required women to register for the selective service and be involved in future military drafts. That got rejected and scrapped by lawmakers. Hmm. So, so your wife doesn't more. have to go serve in the military on the front lines anymore, Brian. Right. That's uh, There you go. I, I probably right, appreciate that. But did, I thought there were some that were really preaching the fact that they want the women there. They are, man, but they lost. They, they just was too politically, you know, too much political capital being spent on that dude, and they had to jettison. I see. Well, Aren't perhaps, you excited about that? Well, yeah. I mean, there you go. I, you know, I, I, you know, I'm just trying to figure out a way. Maybe perhaps the those that want to compete, the men that want to kind of not quite sure their their. Uh, who they are really that want to compete in women's sports perhaps maybe they ought to fill that void oh now you're talking all you right know, maybe let's get them into that you know maybe now, i hear the help. men in the military are disappointed because they don't get to get into the foxhole with a chick oh is that right i hear some of the yeah. men are kind of disappointed out there about that yeah yeah that could be good you know point. what i mean yeah kind of all right there. Sure. well you know what meta is don't you brian Meta. I have heard the word meta. Uh, yeah, formerly Facebook, sir. Oh, okay. Yeah, meta, formerly Facebook. I okay. guess they have a brilliant suggestion. Here's the deal. Here's the yeah. problem. You've heard of revenge porn and all that stuff, right, Brian? I've heard of that, yeah. Revenge porn, yeah. What happens is you, you're you involved with somebody uh, sexually or whatever, and you take all these kind of photos and video and stuff right. of it, and then when you get mad at somebody and the breakup happens or whatever, then you just do revenge porn. You just put that all out on the Internet and get back at them or something like that. Right. So now right. Meta, formerly Facebook, has a plan. It's a brilliant <laughs> suggestion to keep your nude photos and videos <laughs> offline. Now, my headline on this just has one word to it. It says not. Yeah. <laughs> but check it out. You ready for their plan? Yeah, yeah, let's hear it. If you upload all your porn to them, okay, if you upload in advance all your 
sexually, whatever, then they'll mark it with a special tag. And then the oh. Internet over time will be trained to use that tag. And if they see something else uploaded similar to it, then they'll block it for you. Oh, wow. So is, is it the, they're uploading? Is it the black cloud? Is that what they call it? Yeah. The black cloud. Okay. Yeah, dude. So they'll, they'll literally, you know, they'll just have a Brian archive of all the porn. And then what they'll do is that if there's anything else that gets up online that might challenge your, you know, then they'll just make sure that it black clouds. It's not there. Yeah. Yeah. They'll take care of you, Brian. Do you trust them? <laughs> Yo, yeah. I'm Yeah. Why? <laughs> you want my idea? I got this super redneck idea. You ready? Yeah. Yeah. Let's hear it. You ready for how stupid I am? But here's my point. No, let's hear it. If you don't take pictures. Of your being naked, whether you're involved with somebody or not. You don't do video of when you're involved with somebody or not. You don't do any of that stuff. You live together naturally and normally as God intended. Then you don't need to upload anything. You don't have anything to, you know, protect or worry about at all. See, I didn't take any photos of me involved in any way with my wife and or by myself. And so unless they, you know, do deep fake photos or something like that or deep fake video and lie about me. I'm telling you it's not there, Brian, at all. So my proposal would be not to take that video or photos and not upload it. Don't do any of that. Just stay the heck out of it would be my advice, Brian. Imagine that, Sam. There you go. I I don't think you're stupid at all. I think you've got it. I agree. Yeah, see, and because of that stance, I want to have honest money and have gold and silver, and then I don't want any porn everywhere, and that makes me probably not fit to be on the radio there. No, I think you should be. Uh, we we need to get you in the White House. We maybe you could run for president or something. Maybe it is just help. amazing. Can you imagine these huge companies that are just mired in scandal everywhere? Going, hey, all you got to do is upload your porn to us, so we can go ahead and take care of you. But I mean, do they think we're just stupid? Is that what they? I mean, well, you know what, Brian? I, I hate to tell you this, but I bet a bunch of people will be on this and do it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Maybe, and I'm maybe. telling you, it's primarily the people that would take pictures and videos of themselves in compromising situations in the first place. See, yeah, I question yeah, the intelligence of people doing that at all. Yeah, you're right. Well, I, I know that you know some of these these kids they get caught up in this stuff. No doubt about it. Well, we pray yeah. for everybody. We pray for our nation. We hope nobody uh, gets involved in this stuff. And then, hey, I wouldn't defend on Facebook or whatever the new name for this thing is. This meta or anybody else, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you right now, what you got to do is live together naturally and normally. You got to be modest. You got to live as God intended. And when you do so, blessings will replace all the fear you may have. Brian, God bless you, sir. Hey, thanks, Sam. You're doing a great job. There he goes, Brian Russ, RustCoinandGift.com. You got an honest friend in the coin business. RustCoinandGift.com. Dot com with the Honest Money Report on Liberty Roundtable Live. Hour one in the can, hour two coming up. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Talk Show. 
All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt continues now. This is the broadcast for December 9th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our two of two and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers, ladies and gentlemen. Man, incredible stuff. Last hour with Brian Russ, RussCoinAndGift.com. Wow, over the past 50 years, Russ Coin has been doing a phenomenal job to help you get constitutional currency in your portfolio. RussCoinAndGift.com. We simply call it the Honest Money Report. Cryptocurrency, ladies and gentlemen, at the helm. So much so that Congress gets a crash course on crypto. Six chiefs of the, quote, cryptocurrency companies were forced to testify before the House Financial Services Committee uh, about the what they call the booms and busts or the promises and perils of crypto assets. Uh, anyway, kind of interesting. Nancy Pelosi freaking out, calls for an end of cryptocurrency trading. I mean, she's off her rocker, man. But anyway, the bottom line is she's making tons of money while she's uh, criticizing cryptocurrency as well. I find that fascinating. Fauci, definition of fully vaccinated will be changed. So he continues to move the milestones as they've done with immunity. And now they're doing it with the fully vaccinated term. But don't worry, ladies and gentlemen, they say Santa received his booster shot. Fauci lies again. Santa didn't get no booster shot, ladies and gentlemen. You want to know why? Well, I won't go into it because kids might be listening. But I'm just telling you, it's a lie. Santa did not get vaccinated, ladies and gentlemen. Santa is unvaccinated. At least at my house he is. I'm telling you that right now. I talked to him. <laughs> Senate votes to reject vaccine mandate, ladies and gentlemen. So three courts and the Senate have now rejected Joe. Whacked out crazy extreme Joe. And the best news is they say lawmakers also kill measure that would have put women in the military and women on the front line and forcing women to register for the draft or register for the, quote, selective service. That's been jettisoned. Thank the heavens for that Christmas present as well. And uh, they say Meta, formerly Facebook, has brilliant suggestion to keep your nude photos offline. Just upload them to them, and they'll take care of you. <laughs> you lost your cotton-picking freaking mind. <laughs> They're crazy. But that's what happened last hour on Liberty Roundtable Live. And it gets better this hour because we have two of our favorite friends with us. What are we talking about? Mark J. Victor. Right? Mark and Andy going to be with us in seconds. We're talking about live and let live.org. Yeah, the road to peace, or peace, prosperity, and happiness. Hey, Mark, you with us? I'm here, Sam. A pleasure to be with you. Just uh, FYI, Andy had a what we call a legal emergency and had to attend to that this morning. Well, our prayers are with Andy as he deals with legal emergencies. We don't like those. Uh, at all, but we know they're necessary, especially for a team of lawyers uh, that are going to stand up for your God-given inalienable rights day in and day out, ladies and gentlemen. It's critical to understand who these people are. These people are attorneys for freedom, as well as involved in the Live and Let Live movement. That's critical to kind of understand, uh, etc. But we'll tell Andy, thank you so much for taking care of the legal matters, and welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, Mark. Well, it's a pleasure to be here, Sam, and it's great to talk to you again. I've been looking forward to it for uh, quite a while since our last conversation. 
Wonderful, sir. So there's so much to talk about. It's hard to even know where to start, but let's just start with the live and let live movement. It's really the road to peace, prosperity, and happiness. Uh, You're proposing a blueprint on how to interpret, implement, and enforce the live and let live principle. And you're actually creating a book on it that's coming out in 2022. But in the meantime, uh, you're talking about laying out the intellectual framework and legal principles that really um, can help us transition to a more free society, right? That's right, Sam. I think uh, enough is enough. I think there is good reason to be uh, cranky with the left and cranky with the right. And uh, if you're sitting around and you're interested in freedom and peace, we need to get to the concept that, look, people should be in charge of themselves. They should be, in fact, I like to say the iron-fisted dictators of their own bodies, property, money and time and so uh, in order to make that happen you know the price of admission here is we've got to agree to let other people live that's the concept of live and let live i thought my body was only my body if i wanted to murder a child not if i wanted to live free sir come on (laughs) well you know look there's always going to be hard isn't that an interesting disconnect though isn't that an interesting dichotomy where they pushed for that for literally decades now they're jettisoning the very point they made Yeah, I do. I think it's very interesting how, on one hand, the argument is my body, my choice. On the other hand, uh, your body, my choice when when it comes to the vaccine. So, yeah, we need to have some consistent rules. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. The price of admission here is got to let other people live their lives in ways that you disagree with, whether they're immoral or unhealthy or unwise. If you're not willing to do that, then you're just like everybody else. You're just seeking to impose your own will on other people. Uh, And so we need to get away from that. We need to say, look, here's how I think is the best to live, but you get to decide how you should live and I get to decide how I should live. And there are legal principles out there in the world that uh, actually could draw the line between these two notions. Wow. Imagine that. It's kind of hard to understand because it's, in a way, so simple, right? Well, uh, in some ways, it's simple. You know, the principle is simple, and I think that's where we need to begin the analysis. Do you agree with the idea of live and let live? Not everybody agrees with that, so we need to settle that first. That needs to be the discussion. Is there a fundamental principle that we can sort of coalesce around for the purpose of achieving a free and peaceful, not just society, but world. If we can get our brains around that principle, then we can reason from there as to every issue. And look, some issues are hard. Uh, the abortion issue is tough. Animal rights can be difficult. What should the, what's the proper age of consent? There are many hard questions out there, but there is a way to deal with this so that we can move society in the world in a direction towards a more free and peaceful society. And we gotta get this done, Sam, because as you know, technology keeps marching forward and smaller and smaller numbers of people can do greater amounts of harm. So the reasonable people of the world, whether they're left of center or whether they're right of center or whether they don't care about the political spectrum at all, the reasonable people of the world need to come together and say enough is enough There are some things we've got to agree on, like what we call the live and let live legal principle, which is in essence, don't be an aggressor. If you're an aggressor, we should stop you. That's where we draw the line. And what's an aggressor? Somebody who initiates force, 
uh, against another person or their property, somebody who engages in fraud or coercion, or does anything that creates a substantial risk of harm to another person or their property. That's it. Don't do that. If you can refrain from doing that, and you have to refrain from doing that, otherwise you should be breaking the law, get a scrupulously fair trial, and we get to punish you if you do those things. But if you don't do that, do whatever you want to do with your body, property, money, and time. Like That's the very definition of freedom. So if you don't like that, that's fine, but stop referring to yourself as a pro-freedom person because there's just no other way to define what freedom is. Don't hurt me. Don't take my stuff. Do treat me like you would want to be treated. Yeah, in fact, you know, the do treat me like you would want to be treated, you don't even have to do that, right, under the law. You could be a jerk. Uh, you could be uh, closed-minded, unkind, uncivilized, uncaring. Uh, you could be racist. You could be all of these horrible things. You could as be long against as you don't Christmas. You could do whatever. You could be against or in favor virtually anything so long as you don't violate that legal principle. But look, there's a proper way to act while we're on the planet. So we don't stop there with the legal principle. We got to say more. And so we, we're pushing a live and let live moral principle. Yeah, you heard me say it, Sam. We got to say something about morality. Of course, everything we say in this space, you're free to disregard. And so we describe the moral principle in the Live and Let Live movement as simply be a good human. How about that? Be a good human. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you probably didn't have a very good mommy, but you should have some idea what I'm talking about here. And we like to break this down into what we call the aspirational values, like open-mindedness, tolerance, voluntary kindness, civility, building high levels of trust with other human beings, a commitment to justice and truth and facts and rational inferences. And we care about this stuff because our goal in this space is to optimize human happiness while decreasing human suffering. But like I say, Sam, you're free to disregard all of that. You're free to say, Mark, I don't care about being a good human. Uh, I, I'm a bad human and I don't care about any of that. And to them, I say, fine, just don't violate the legal principle and we will leave you alone. We'll even defend your right to be a peaceful jerk, but you're not part of our movement. If you want to be part of the live and let live movement, we're trying to get to peace. We're trying to say enough with this crazy stuff with racism and, and treating people horribly. We're trying to get past that and say, you know what? We're brothers and sisters. We're on the planet for a short time. Let's embrace each other. Let's celebrate differences and diversity. Let's raise but the it, bar. Let's acknowledge yes. that we're better than that. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about a world where competent adults both define and pursue their happiness to create a win-win world where we increase happiness while reducing preventable suffering. Ladies and gentlemen, it's doable. It lays out the intellectual framework to get this done. The legal principles underpinning our transition to a more free and prosperous world, a peaceful world. Could you imagine that? Quick pause, ladies and gentlemen, Liberty Roundtable Live. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. 
Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is, again, the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking to Mark J. Victor, attorney at law, one of the leaders of the free world, ladies and gentlemen, the live and let live principle on tap. We're talking about the world's only real peace movement. Live and let live is the principle. It's also a legal framework and a whole lot more, and I want to dig in with Mark on the details, okay? Because when we first hear about the road to peace, prosperity, and happiness, we go, it's a great intellectual idea. It's really cool. But what about the practicality, ladies and gentlemen? We're proposing a blueprint on how to interpret, implement, and enforce the live and let live principle to peacefully transition in society to a world where competent adults both define and pursue their happiness. Okay, the goal is to create a win-win world where we increase happiness. We do that by reducing preventable suffering. Uh, and you know what? We're talking about laying out the intellectual framework for this and then the legal principles underpinning this transition, this work, this effort to a more free and peaceful world. It's going to take work, and it's very simple. Hey, don't hurt me. Don't take my stuff. That's the simple side of it. The moral framework, though, is, hey, you can be a jerk if you want to. But you know what? We're kind of going beyond that as a people. We're saying we can work together. We can be peaceful. We can not only leave people alone, but we can prosper by fostering this moral framework. Let's start there, Mark. Sam, I love how you say it. You make me want to jump and down, jump up and down and yell and scream and, and put my fist in the air and say, you got it, brother, you got it. Uh, but I agree with you. We have, to, we have to do more than just put you know, fun words out there and sort of present what might be otherwise seen as a dream. 
uh, we got to actually have practical solutions to real world problems. And uh, look, there's a lot in our legal system right now in the United States that works. We don't need to throw the baby out with the bathwater. In fact, uh, the, con the concepts of separation of powers, great idea. The concepts of federalism, a great idea where we have sort of this overlapping system between uh, the bigger community, which in our case is the country, and the smaller communities, in our case, the states. It's important to do that, right? Because we know and and uh, or Mark, not to interrupt, but and or even furthermore, the counties. Because in my opinion, the counties really where government governs best, as it governs closest to the people. You know what? I couldn't agree with you more. And just we could even start there. Let's start with just mention one of the hardest questions there is, which is the abortion question. We've already kind of talked about it. And, uh, you know, people will say to me sometimes, hey, Mark, you know, this live and let live legal principle, don't be an aggressor and all this stuff sounds great. Uh, but how does it apply to the question of abortion? And uh, to be fair about it, this is a very hard question. The reason it's a hard question is because reasonable people don't agree at what point from the moment of conception, let's just say to viability or even past viability, at what point do we say this living entity, this fetus or unborn baby, whatever you want to call it, is entitled to the same protection of the legal principle that everybody else is. Okay, this is a hard question. So what do we do with hard questions in the live and let live movement? We say, look, when you're dealing with a question where reasonable minds working hard, who understand the principle and trying to figure it out in good faith, they disagree. Well, we say this is a great time and place to put this type of a question to the lowest level possible, not just the states, but even to the cities and towns. I think the best way to resolve this question would be to, in a practical sense, overrule Roe versus Wade, because this is a forced one-size-fits-all throughout the entire nation. And people don't understand, this doesn't outlaw abortion. It lets the states decide. And I'm saying, let's let the cities decide. This way, if uh, people in one city feel one way, they can make a rule in their city. And if people in another city feel another way, they could make a different rule. And this is a way to let the market of people figure out where they want to move, right? When the, when the rules are different at the lower levels, it's very easy and a low transaction cost for people to say, look, this rule is not tolerable for me. I'm going to move to the next town. No problem. Keep your same job. You can still live near your family, this, that, and the next thing. It's easy. And if too many people move out of the local community, then maybe the people in that local community will say, you know what? We got a bad rule. And we need to change the rule. And this is a way the market will determine hard questions. And really nobody com can't complain here because at the end of the day, what you're entitled to is not your own personal interpretation of the live and let live legal principle. You're entitled to a reasonable interpretation of the live and let live principle. And this is how we can get past a lot of these difficult issues. Because I think it's, look, it's only civilized and rational of us to say, there are hard questions out there in the world where reasonable minds can disagree. We can either come up with one and impose that interpretation and construction on everybody or say, let's put it at the low level, use market forces, and let's find the best rule that way. And that's the position we take in the Live and Let Live movement because we just got to get past all this infighting about everything where we're not getting anything done and the bad guys and gals of the world can organize to frankly do a lot of damage. And we gotta get the reasonable people making the rules of the world. 
one of the things that I really think is critical to understand in this is we teach the kind of moral framework because, you know, legal really should follow the moral framework is kind of the point that I'm driving at, ladies and gentlemen. And when we talk about this, it's an idea the world needs now. But let's put it in kind of, in, in, in my mind, the real world of a moral framework and then the legal follows the moral. Here it is. Ready? How Ready. does the live and let live movement apply to victimless crimes because really what we got to say here is you know what if there's no victim is there a crime uh, and, and so you, you got to start there because that really has to do with the let live part of this thing right absolutely and so we the way the rule applies to victimless crimes is the same way the rule applies to every issue the question is always is somebody violating the live and let live legal principle and not just a person right any person, any group, any organization, any corporation, any, corporation, any government, any, any entity, government. we can go on and on, right? Right. Nobody, no group of people and no person gets to violate the live and let live principle, period. We're serious about aggression is wrong. And so the question is always, is somebody violating that rule? If they are, then the answer always will be, let's do everything we can to stop that activity. If they're not then while we may decide that what they're doing is immoral or unhealthy or unwise, they're not violating the legal principle. And so they are to be left alone. So if you want to talk about victimless crimes, you say take any of them, for example, gambling. Well, if you're dealing with competent adults and they're voluntarily exchanging uh, money for some bet on some uh, game or something like that, is somebody violating the live and let live rule? Well, is somebody being an aggressor here? Answer no. Well, therefore, they should be left alone for that reason, because they're not violating the live and let live principle. The same can be said for drugs. Now, I would pause on that and say, look, uh, if you use drugs, you're a competent adult, you're in charge of your body. Putting something in your body doesn't violate the legal principle, so you're absolutely permitted to do that. But if you get in your vehicle and you drive down the road in such a way that you're creating a risk of harm to another person, well, we don't have to put up with that. That violates the rule. So while you have a right to control whatever you put in your body, you do not have a right to then go out into the world and put other people at risk. And we feel just as strongly about both things. Isn't that the reasonable way to resolve this question? I think so. But I'll also add that if one of my friends said, you know, Mark, uh, I decided I'm going to put methamphetamine in my body. Well, I recognize that person's, that competent adult's right to put a horrible, addictive, destructive drug into their body. That doesn't mean that I can't take a position to try to persuade that person from not doing that. I would absolutely try to say, look, you're making a bad decision. I think you would ruin your life, this, that, and the next thing. But at the end of the day, if we want freedom and peace, I cannot impose through the force of law my judgment about what this person does with their body on them. I got to live with that. And that's the price of admission if you want a free society. So some of your listeners are saying, well, I don't like that people might gamble with their money or trade money for sex in the case of prostitution or put something in their body that's unhealthy or unwise. And therefore, I want to impose my judgments on them through the law. Well, okay, that's fine. Understand you're an aggressor. You are not for freedom. You may have good moral views. Look, I agree. Let me say this, Sam, and your listeners will probably fall off their chairs. I agree with many good people on the left 
the Bernie Sanders types who say, hey, Mark, there are less fortunate people out there in the world, and we should help them. I agree with that. The and only so do place I, by the I way. Yes, the only sure. place I disagree with them here is these are ethics and moral questions. These are not legal questions, and I am willing to take my morality out of the law to get to freedom and peace. Ladies and gentlemen, Mark J. Victor with me. We're talking about the live and let live principle. It's a moral principle. It's a legal principle. We're talking about attorneysforfreedom.com putting this together, ladies and gentlemen, saying, hey, can we live together peacefully? Well, it all depends on what we're willing to do or not do. Are you into force? I'm not. Quick pause. Mark in seconds on your radio. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. Nearly 17 years after being sentenced to die, Scott Peterson was resentenced to life without parole Wednesday for murdering his pregnant wife, Lacey, an unborn child. Lacey's mother, Sharon Roca, says she feels grief every day after 19 years. Quote, your evil, self-centered, unforgivable, selfish act ended two beautiful souls, end quote. Former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows has filed a lawsuit seeking to block the House Select Committee investigating January 6. In his lawsuit, Trump's former Chief of Staff claims that the investigator's subpoenas are overly broad in scope, and it's not his right to override executive privilege as invoked by President Trump. New Zealand officials announced Thursday legislative plans to outlaw smoking by making it illegal to sell or supply tobacco products to the next generation of Kiwis as part of a lifetime ban. USA Radio News. This is sponsored by Bank of America. According to the American Cleaning Institute, 76% of Americans participate in spring cleaning every year. Bank of America Preferred Rewards Executive John Sellers outlines tips and tools that can help you clean up your finances to maximize financial rewards. Spring cleaning is all about hitting the refresh button, and that includes refreshing your spending and finances to maximize rewards. Try to stick with your favorite brands to accumulate maximum benefits through their rewards programs. Additionally, consider consolidating your savings and investment accounts down to one financial institution. This will simplify your banking, and the balance of your consolidated accounts may also qualify you for a program like Bank of America Preferred Rewards. Our Preferred Rewards members enjoy great benefits including credit card rewards bonuses of up to 75%, home and auto loan discounts, no fees on select banking services, and more. And as a member's qualifying balances grow with Bank of America, so does their preferred rewards benefits. For more, visit bankofamerica.com slash preferred rewards. A prosecutor told jurors Wednesday there is overwhelming evidence that Jesse Smollett lied to Chicago police about being the victim of an anti-gay racist hate crime, while a defense attorney called the case a House of Cards built on testimony from two liars. The case is now in the hands of the jury. California could become an abortion sanctuary state. State lawmakers may help pay for people from other states to come to California for abortions if the U.S. Supreme Court overturns Roe v. Wade. A report released Wednesday by dozens of abortion providers and advocacy groups asks state policymakers to pay for things like travel, lodging, and child care for those coming to California from other states. The report also asks lawmakers to reimburse abortion providers for procedures performed for patients who can't afford them. The report also has the support of top legislative leaders, and Governor Gavin Newsom. From the USA Radio Midwest Bureau, I'm Katie Lewis. USA Radio News. 
with you live, ladies and gentlemen, hard-hitting talk radio at your fingertips. Yeah, it's not hard-hitting, ladies and gentlemen, because we're just crazy belligerent. We're not riding out in the streets. It's hard-hitting because you got to put on your thinking cap. And it's hard-hitting because sometimes it's a tough pill to swallow this liberty thing, ladies and gentlemen. You've got to jettison your notions. You've got to jettison your force. You've got to jettison your tyranny leanings. And you've got to stand for live and let live. You've got to stand for the world's only real peace movement. It's a time for the world to accept an idea like this and say, hey, how does this work, ladies and gentlemen? How do we live and let live? And I want to really dig into this. Ready? Let's dig into this, ladies and gentlemen. I want this is going to rock your world, but I got I to gotta say it. Here it is. Ready? The price we must pay to achieve freedom and peace is that we need to remove even our own moral views from the law. Now, that doesn't mean I got to remove them from my own mind, my own heart, my own beliefs, right? But I got to remove them from the law, which really means force. Instead of imposing my morals or our morals, we can, of course, inspire others to act morally. We can encourage them. We can, you know, be kind and long-suffering, patience. And, but, ladies and gentlemen, the law should simply prohibit all forms of aggression by all did you hear me? All individuals, groups, etc. Uh, you know what? That's the real deal. And that's a really hard thing to understand because a lot of people are like, I'm on board. But then the second they can't in, 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 you know, enforce their morals on me, they go, wait a minute, I'm out. Hold on now. Let's step back. You got to get your arms and mind around this concept. It's not that you're agreeing with people who disagree with your morals. But you can agree to disagree agreeably. And you can say that I'm not going to achieve the ends by force, by law, by government, by mandate. Isn't that an interesting word? I'm going to do it by patience and long-suffering and influence and guidance. And people are going to learn a better way over time. They're going to learn that moral compasses matter. They're going to learn that, you know what, my way may be the best way. But they're going to learn on their own and they're going to come to that knowledge of the truth over time as we show them by example, by word and deed in our public and our private life, a better way, Mark beautifully i uh it's very rare that i'm on a talk show or a tv show or something and, and the person interviewing me really says it more eloquently uh, than i do and uh, so cheers to you you understand it you got your brain around it i love listening to you uh we got to get people involved in this live and let live movement and, and i haven't said it yet but i really urge people if they like what you just said and how can you not uh, go to liveandletlive.org, liveandletlive.org, and at least join the movement. No big deal. Give us your name and your email. We want to be able to stay in touch with you. We're organizing all over the world right now. We have about 10 different countries and chapters in Africa. We've got many different chapters throughout different countries in Europe. We have uh, chapters in Canada, states in the United States. Uh, Australia and uh, other places and, and I don't even remember right now because we're adding so many chapters people really love live and let live because it's simple it makes sense it gets even the hard questions down to the low level let's resolve them there and it's it's the only way if, if you really want freedom and peace it's the only way 
we're ever going to achieve this. So I would urge people, join the movement, blast it out on social media, send it to everybody you know. The movement hasn't even yet kicked off. We're kicking off in March of 2023. We want to rock the world. We want to have a good momentum, a bunch of momentum going. I'll just mention very quickly, I decided to run for United States Senate here in Arizona next year in 2022. And uh, I'm running as a live and let live guy, really simple. A guy that just says, look, enough with the R's and the D's and this and that. Let's just try to live and let live. Let's take our morality out of the law, leaving the, what I call the least common denominator of morality, this rule against aggression, because you know, virtually all moral systems around the world, they agree on one basic premise. Keep your hands to yourself, right? Don't take other people's, like the kindergarten rules. Keep your hands to yourself and don't take the other kids' toys without their permission. We generally agree on this. That's why it's okay to put that into the law because no reasonable person disagrees with a prohibition on aggression. That's the very definition of reasonableness. So Sam, thank you for what you do. I'd ask people who are more motivated, start a chapter. If there's not a chapter in your area, contact us and say, hey Mark, I wanna start a chapter, we'll help you. No big deal, run a meeting once a month and, and you'll be really very privileged to come to our monthly leaders meeting where you meet people all over the world who are all flashing this Hawaiian shaka, which is the symbol we're using, which is representative of the aloha spirit, which generally means the same thing as live and let live. So does the golden rule. There are many different ways to say the same thing and describe the same That's what it is. Everything you're doing, Sam. Really, I, I appreciate the honor of being on your show today. People are kind of asking some questions here about this that I think is relevant, too. It's one thing to say, I believe in the principle, Sam. I get it. Don't hurt me. Don't take my stuff. Don't hurt other people. Don't take their stuff. Leave them alone. Don't be aggressive. Got it. But in the real world, how does it work then? Hey, does it lead to a bigger or a smaller government? I would say it would lead to a tiny government because all the government really needs to do is honor contracts and get the heck out of the way for the most part. Mark? Yeah, and it's, it's actually an excellent point, and we don't even get into that because we don't have to resolve the question of whether it's a bigger or smaller government. All we say is whatever the government's doing, it shouldn't violate the live and let live legal principle. That's really all we have to say. In fact, we don't have to argue about capitalism or socialism. Yeah, you heard me say it. We, all we care about is, is the legal principle violated? So if you think about that, in a free market, in terms of free market capitalism, where adults are simply trading voluntarily, this doesn't violate the principle, so free market capitalism is in. Crony capitalism, where people give money to politicians to change the law to advantage or disadvantage one corporation over another, okay, this is coercion. This violates the legal principle. Crony capitalism is out. Socialism, look, if, if competent adults want to get together and pool their resources and pay for joint common bills together, have fun. Nothing is violated in terms of the legal principle, no problem. But if they want to drag other people into their financial arrangement and say, look, whether you like it or not, you've got to contribute to this fund and we're paying bills this way or that way, well, that violates the live and let live legal principle. Therefore, voluntary socialism, no problem. Involuntary socialism, absolutely prohibited. It's really simple. We don't have to get into all of these fights 
I don't have to talk about economics or curves or anything like that. The only question is, does it violate? Does the conduct violate the live and let live legal principle? And if it does, it's out. And if it doesn't, it's in. And you're right. We could take out of the criminal justice system all victimless crimes. Everything else violates the rule. No problem. We don't have to change anything here. It's really easy. And the same can be said for all of the other areas of law. So yeah, if you're thinking it through, taxes, when you're taking somebody's money without their permission, that violates the legal principle. So taxes are out. That doesn't mean we gotta tomorrow abolish all taxation. We gotta, we gotta evolve into a situation where we have the least amount of upheaval and injustice in the world. We are in a mess as a result of lawmakers violating the live and let live principle. We gotta come up with creative, as, as close as we can to approximate a reasonably fair and just transition to a system where we can eventually abolish all taxes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I wanna, I wanna bring up something that I find fascinating in what Mark said. This is a little bit of an intellectual discussion, ladies and gentlemen. The principle's easy, but when you dig into the semantics of it, it gets, it gets complicated unless you put your thinking cap on, unless you jettison a lot of what you previously understood because we've been taught that a forced society is a good society. And we got to basically unlearn so that we can learn for a second, okay? Um, I want to explain this very important. He said, hey, we don't have to decide if it's capitalism or socialism. Socialism is fine if it's voluntary socialism. Now, I want to make an important distinction here because I think he's right, but I want to make this point. There is no such thing as voluntary socialism. You want to know why? Because if it's voluntary, it's charity. If you want to give to your neighbor, by all means. If you want to create a co-op that just hands out stuff left and right to everybody and their dog, and you want to do it voluntarily, that's charity. So in reality, by really forcing this to the bottom line, there's no such thing as voluntary socialism. It's voluntary charity, and we endorse it. Uh, it becomes socialism when it's by force, right? We're forcing to the lowest common denominator. We're forcing people. Okay, so you got to think about what words and what terms and what force versus agency really means, Mark. It's an excellent point, Sam. Uh, and, you know, this gets into how you define things. The word government, uh, the, the word state, uh, the word socialism, these are all, and even the word capitalism, People define these things differently. And so what we're saying is we don't need to get into that and have an argument about that. The only thing we really need to focus on is does the interaction violate the legal principle? If it does, it's out. If it doesn't, it's at least not illegal. Ladies and gentlemen, Mark J. Victor's with me. We're talking about the idea the world needs now. Liveandletlive.org. Final segment in seconds on your radio. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. 
The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. You gotta dig it, ladies and gentlemen. Hard hitting, contemplative talk radio at your fingertips, ladies and gentlemen. You gotta think when you're on this radio program, man. Mark J. Victor with us. The idea the world needs now, what we're talking about is to live and let live moral and legal principle. You wanna learn more about it? Liveandletlive.org. And there are a lot of questions relating to it. Simply, it's we don't need force, we don't need aggressors, okay? You gotta just chill out, you gotta let people do their own thing. You've even got to oftentimes set aside your morals, not personally, not in your own life, not in your own governing values, but in your mandating of the other people agreeing with you on your, quote, version of morality. See, that's the problem in America today is that everybody wants to force their will on another. Uh, but the question becomes, hey, you know what? Is the let live and let live movement, is it going to lead to a bigger or a small government? I submit to you that we don't have to answer that question. It'll just do what it does. People could choose as they will, but I submit to you that by nature it will lead to a small government. A small but very effective, limited government. In fact, you might think Declaration of Independence, by the consent of the governed, do they derive their just, let me say that word again, just power. Because really, um, peaceful behavior is just. It's merciful. It's honest. Okay. Otherwise, it's force. It's not very just. It's abuse. Uh, and so we really got to kind of look at it that way. But a small government would be the result. Why? Because what of the Ten Commandments, ladies and gentlemen, what of the Ten Commandments can you break if you obey this principle? None. Okay, you're not going to be looking at your neighbor's wife. You're not going to be, okay, all these things are going to be changed in your life. You say, well, wait, 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 Sam. What if the neighbor's wife and you decide that you're interested in one another? Well, Sadly, I don't want them to get together, but that is life. And people must have their own governing values. That's at the heart of this thing. The Founding Fathers understood this agency principle is at the heart of the whole discussion, Mark. 
100% right about this. And, uh, you know, the hard part, because everybody understands that we want other people's morality, the ones, the pieces of morality that we don't agree with. Everybody understands we, we're trying to get that out of the law. And that's easy. The harder question is our own morality, right? Are you big enough to say, look, I agree with this moral principle, but I, I have to refrain from imposing it on others who don't agree through the law. If they do agree, then let's just get it done. That's why when I say and you say we want to help the poor, let's do it. Let's get together. I, this is why voluntary kindness is one of the aspirational values, because we're trying to get to peace. We're trying to attract reasonable and good people around the world to the Live and Let Live movement. There's nothing we can't do. If we really want to do it, let's get together and get it done. And if people don't want to get it done because they, they don't follow our morality, that's on them. Because the only other choice here, imagine just as a thought experiment, imagine, imagine the, uh, say, very religious Muslim person who says, you know, I've got moral ideas about the world. I think that when women uh, exit a building or something, they should have their head covered. And we call this Sharia law, and we want to put that into the law. The question is, how do we respond to that? The way we respond right now is, uh, sorry, our morality is better than yours. Ours goes into the law and yours doesn't. Well, okay, you can see uh, that this is never going to get us to peace. This, this annoys people for good reason. The better answer to this person with this position is, look, uh, maybe it's good morality, maybe it's not. We don't take an official position here, but we take all of our morality out of the law. We do this for a good reason, because we, we find it very valuable and important to get to peace and freedom. And that's the reason all of our morality comes out. We don't have to get into an argument about who's better. In the, in the ethics world, like you say, Sam, these are important views. I'm not suggesting uh, people should be compromising on their own morality. Let's, let's argue about this, but let's do it in the realm of persuasion, not in the realm of coercion. Because really, at the end of the day, when you try to put your own morals into the law, it's sort of a tacit concession that my views aren't good enough to actually convince other people in the realm of persuasion. I don't think that's right. I think that many of these aspirational values we're pushing, I think they are right, and I feel good about pushing them. Uh, people can criticize me because we're pushing open-mindedness or tolerance or voluntary kindness or civility or any of the things we talked about early. No problem, I'm happy to defend those. If those don't resonate with you, then you're probably not a good prospect for somebody to join the world's only real peace movement. I think there's enough people on the planet. And keep in mind, Sam, we don't need everybody. We don't need to get to 100% here. I'm not going to spend my time talking to unreasonable people who say, no, I, I favor aggression against other people. I'm going to move on. I'm going to try to get my third. Because if we could get a third, like the American Revolution had, about a third of the people who support this movement, we will absolutely get this done, and we will leave the planet much better than we found it. I think that's the calling of people who join the Live and Let Live movement. Yeah, about 3% led the revolutionary movement. About a third eventually came aboard and went along with and supported uh, the leaders, the 3%, if you will. So we're first looking for the 3%, then we're looking for the 33%. I got a question to kind of put this in perspective for people. Uh, am I going to do better at, as I mentioned this, you know what, your neighbor's wife thing. Am I going to do better at forcing, by so-called the law, them not to commit adultery? They're going to commit adultery anyway. Go look at America right now. we got laws against it, and it happens all over the place. Or am I going to do better by teaching you that, you know what, committing adultery is not good. It's against what you promised your spouse. 
what you've promised, you know, uh, depending on your kind of marriage before God or before witnesses or whatever your deal is, um, you're going to honor your contract by appealing to your moral character more than some, you know, written paragraph in a book somewhere that someone uh, really can't uphold anyway, right? So we're not advocating for adultery, ladies and gentlemen. We're just telling you how's the best way to teach people not to commit adultery. How to not that's take right. property or individuals or behavior that's not uh, good. We're going to do that by teaching principles that last the test of time. Mark? It's all about principles. And just so you know, Sam, we've had two different very religious Christians on our show right now who have both uh, made the case. Well, one of them, Richard Stevens, you could check out our Peace Radicals podcast. You can get that from liveandletlive.org. And if you look for the Richard Stevens episode, he came on and made the case that, look, if you're a Christian, you should be part of the Live and Let Live movement. We have another episode with a Christian pastor who came on and wanted to understand better. You know, we may very well have the very first Live and Let Live Christian church coming up here soon. I'm really hoping for this. And Sam, I, I got something for you here. I want to challenge you in front of your audience and on your live show and say, Sam, you're a reasonable guy and you understand what it is we're talking about. And if you're reasonable and you understand what we're talking about, you should be part of the Live and Let Live movement. You said, and I think you're correct about this, 3% of the people led this American revolution. We need to get our 3%. I want you as part of the 3%. Will you commit to be a leader in the Live and Let Live movement? You're a wonderful spokesman for this movement, and we need you. Let me tell you what I will commit to. I will commit to advocating for these principles, legally and morally. I will commit to educate and inform to the best of my ability. When you say be a leader, I don't know what that means, right? Meaning, well, do I have time to run a chapter? Probably not, because I'm super swamped busy. Uh, but I'm willing to support the effort without question. I love it. And you have a, you have a microphone and an audience of reasonable people who value and, freedom. And let me and be peace. very clear, not to interrupt, but let me be very clear. I'm not backing away from this, ladies and gentlemen. What I'm telling you is I don't know what the time requirements are, so I don't know how much time I can commit. But I will commit to the principle, and I will commit to the moral stance, and I will commit to, the, to advancing the idea. I'm not backing away from that. One second, Mark. Sam, if you just simply mentioned it on every show and said, ladies and gentlemen, there's a, the world's only real peace movement. It's called Live and Let Live. I support it. Go to liveandletlive.org. Join the movement. Start a chapter if you got time. Donate money. It's a 501c3. Blast it out on your social media. Let's make this happen. And I, I'd love to have you uh, maybe as a speaker because we're intending to kick this thing off with some conferences around the world. We have different chapters everywhere. Ultimately, we'd like to do a new conference every 30 days in a different country. That's down the road. We're planning an international holiday, a live and let live day. We are going to make this work. This isn't something that people are just goofing off with as a side project. It's a very serious project uh, by lots of people around the world who are absolutely committed to make this happen. The website you see now at liveandletlive.org is a temporary website. We're spending money, uh, people are donating money because we want it to be world class. This has to work. There's no other way to do it. And frankly, I don't think I overstate the case to say the very future of humanity may depend on our success in this area. Ladies and gentlemen, most people have kind of avoided this, and a lot of people want this to be political. It's not political. This is a moral and a legal point. 
Okay, we're, we're taking politics out of it here. It's not left, right. It's not whatever divide they want to put in place tomorrow. That's a tyranny principle. Okay, this is a liberty, liberty principle based on peace. Peace is the hallmark of this discussion to say, let's remain peaceful. Let's jettison that aggression and that force. Uh, and, and so this is not a political discussion. Uh, and I want people to really understand this. And I know it's hard for a lot of Christians or a lot of people with preconceived ideas to go for this. Now, last question for you before the end of the hour. And we've only got about a minute and a half for it, Mark. So you're going to have to be concise. And, of course, we'll have you back. Um, got it. What is this going to do to the Constitution? How do we have to change the Constitution for the United States to deal with this? Sam, we don't have to change a word. Uh, as you oh, know. Imagine uh, that, people. It's all about interpretation, right? Uh, if we had had a different group of nine up there, you give me the ability to pick the nine on that court, and we'll get exactly what we want. I don't care what the Constitution says. You could give us the Communist Manifesto, and we will interpret that to get to a free society. Look how the Constitution has been interpreted by people who do not have freedom and peace in their mind. They have created an endless source of jurisdiction just through the Commerce Clause alone for the federal government, for Congress to do essentially anything it wants to do. So it's really all about interpretation. We, this is why our stated goal in this movement is simply we got to win more hearts and minds for the live and let live principle. The point, ladies and gentlemen, is the constitutional principles do not violate the live and let live principles. The Communist Manifesto does, and by nature it will be jettisoned because when you obey the live and let live principles, Communist, Communist Manifesto simply will not apply. It just won't yeah, apply. Why? Because all the principles that it advocates for that would violate this principle, this legal framework, would be naturally set aside by peace-loving people everywhere that say, hey, I'm not going to have all these uh, you know, ta inheritance taxes or progressive taxes or all these things because I don't have authority to take from my neighbor. That's force. That's aggression. That's Sam, real fast. private property. I'm not doing that. And people will get it, right? Yeah, quick point, real fast. Uh, we are pushing a constitutional amendment to basically force all judges and justices to interpret all words and phrases in the Constitution consistently with the live and let live principle. And that's in my book. And people will find that uh, when the book comes out. All right, ladies and gentlemen. There you have it. Do you listen to the Peace Radicals podcast? If not, why not? It's available everywhere. Apple and just look for it. Peace Radicals podcast. Learn more. Liveandletlive.org. Mark J. Victor, thank you so much, sir. We'll have you back. Thank you, brother. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a wrap. You got to live as you peacefully believe others should live right that's how it works god save the republic